Now, a law which stopped parents from publicly speaking about their children who were killed in violent circumstances has now been abolished. An amendment to the Children's Act came into effect yesterday after being signed off by the President and the Justice Minister last month. One of those affected by the law is Kathleen Chada, whose two sons, Owen and Rory, were murdered by their father in 2013. And Kathleen joins me now on the line this morning. Kathleen, you're very welcome to News Talk Breakfast. It's lovely to speak to you again. Thanks, Susan. Good morning. Yeah, Kathleen, look, we might go back uh, to this uh, court ruling. Firstly, I suppose, uh, a couple of months ago, we know that there was, you know, an awful lot of anger expressed when um, it became uh, people became aware of what it was going to lead to by families, by yourselves. They weren't going to be able to speak about their loved ones publicly. I suppose. Tell us what kind of an effect it had on you personally. Um, I suppose for me, I've. I've been in the circumstances lucky enough to be able to talk about Owen and Rory and to ha- to show the show them to the world, if you like, um, uh, up until then. So to suddenly go from from being being able to do that and have you know and, and being proud to do that to being effectively gagged. <laughs> um, now I did some interviews, but I had to do them anonymous, anonymously. And doing that, it felt so. It just felt wrong. It felt so, so wrong. And it felt, uh, you know, and I know I can talk about Owen and Rory to my heart's content with family, with friends, with, with whoever listened to me, to be honest. But but to be gagged effectively and to have to censor myself in a way was just wrong. Um, so it, 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 it affected me. It frustrated me. Um, in in many ways, mm. and, um, you know, I've spoken to bereaved people, you know, lots of times, and what's always really obvious and evident is that there is a huge desire when you lose somebody to talk about that person who is gone to keep their memory alive. Like everyone who's lost somebody feels that, but I can only imagine that that need or that desire is so much stronger when the loved one has been taken away through violence. And and it is and and look at there's there are many people out there many families out there who who choose not to be as public as we'll say I have been and that's absolutely the right to do so and and that should be respected at all times but it should be equally my right to talk about my boys and to 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 do that I I do it for I suppose I do it for a reason I do it to as I say to show the world that their beautiful faces because that's that's all I can do now. And and I suppose some of the work that I do in in regards to, to hopefully making a change to um uh to, to the law and how victims are, are treated mm. and families of victims are treated is their le- is, is part of their legacy. Yeah. And we've spoken before about um, you know, you wanting to sp- to keep the boy's memory alive, but you know, you've also been determined to tell the story for another reason. And 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 I remember when you, you spoke to us here on the show months ago and you told us, you know, what you wanted to highlight was that, you know, evils exist in normal people's lives behind normal front doors and that there is a lesson in that, you know, for everyone, there is value in hearing that for people. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's important. It's not just a headline. And, and that's, I suppose, what I'm trying to, to highlight. It isn't a headline. To me, if I had been reading, uh, you know, on the on the 30th of, of July 2013, the headlines and it was referring to another family, you know, do, would it, you, you see it, you're horrified by it and you walk, 
you will move mm. on if you like and and in a way that's how things have to be we can't absorb everything that's you know that's bad in this world and we can't assume that every partner be it father mother or parent father or mother that that you know that this is going to happen but it does happen and i suppose it's to to you know, we, we talk an awful lot about domestic violence at the moment and particularly over the last year and a half. And, you know, things like that, that, you know, it's it suppose it's being being aware, looking, looking. I, I can't say that there were any any obvious signs in my own situation. So, you know, it, it's not always obvious, but it's just, I suppose, to be aware that mm. things evil is out there. Yeah. Um, um, you know, in the most. There are people, um, uh, Kathleen, whose children were taken more recently who haven't yet had an opportunity to speak about their loved ones. And there are several cases um, they're subject to, you know, separate legal orders. And some parents are still restricted from speaking about their loved ones. And I know you're in contact with a lot of those people. And yeah. I'm sure the hurt and uh, the frustration and the exhaustion at this having to have this fight is something that they're really feeling right now. And it, it, I mean, that is, it, it, it's, it's an overused word in a way, but that, that has just, um, re-traumatized in, in such a big way. And I, and I think that shouldn't be underestimated. It is so frustrating and so difficult, um, for, for them because they, I suppose they were ready to, to, to talk. They were ready to tell their story. They're ready to show the world, um, their, their child, their children. And that, it it that you know okay it it's it's easy to be tried about it and say well look it'll happen because it will it will happen and you know it'll be it, I think it's back in court again early next week yeah and you know so it will happen but to be be so ready and um I suppose you do build yourself up I mean I often get um, asked why why do I why am I so public why do I talk you build yourself up. Um, and there is a huge amount of energy that goes into that. And I'm at a point in in life where I'm I'm somewhat used to this. I've I've been doing this for a number of years, so I've got that experience, if you like, to to draw on. Um, but when you're absolutely brand new to this, and and you know you you, you like I say you build yourself up into such an extent, and then to have that taken away, literally, the 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 night before the morning of when when they should have had that opportunity to to, yeah, to talk. It's and to soul destroying. I can only imagine. Um, as you say, yeah. it will happen. Um, but I, I can I can imagine the frustration. Uh, just finally, Kathleen, um, you know, we know yeah. now obviously this has changed. And while the last couple of months has been hugely frustrating, um, you, you sort of got reassurance all along that it would be fixed. But again, it struck me as yet another example of how the victims of crime and their families, something we've spoken about before, are just not front and centre in the justice system. They're just not. They're not. They're not. I mean, the perpetrators and the rights of a perpetrator go way ahead of of those of, of the victim. And and that goes that's across the board, I think, if, you know, and not not just in, in cases like like mine. Um, it, it really, really is. And, and I think that balance needs to be. Really, um, redressed so 
so much. There is some happening. There is a little bit of work going on behind the scenes. I know that there's a report um, due to come out that was commissioned by by Minister um, or uh, by Charlie Flanagan when he was minister. And um, so hopefully that's going to come out quite soon. Um, there, is, you know, there's work going on with the parole. These are all things that affect me, I suppose, personally. But, um, you know, with the Parole um, Act, there's a new parole board coming into effect quite soon. And so there is work going on. But actually, it's still not putting the the victim um, front and center. And and I, while I was absolutely reassured that this change would happen um, all along, in fairness, I spoke with Jim O'Callaghan within a day or two of the Court of Appeal ruling um, last October, and I I knew all along. And and although it wasn't his bill that kind of was accepted, he was the, he did reassure me. In fairness to him, he was, you know, to to say that this would happen, this change would happen. Um, I I, I feel sometimes. It is only when victims speak out and talk out that, that actually people take note and, mm. and, and change can happen. And and that I, I understand it, but it's it's a really, really tough ask because, you know, we've all gone through so much already, um, you know, to to for me. That fight gives me, I suppose, um, gives me something to focus on. It gives me a goal. Um, so there's a positive in in that for me. But it takes a huge amount of energy, and it's um, a huge burden to carry. And for others, you know, it, for others, it's, it's just not. It's just not a possibility. You know, that's it. And and that's not fair. Yeah. That really is fair. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Kathleen, thank you for your time this morning and it is lovely to be able to speak to you on air uh, about Owen and Rory again and thank you uh, for your time as always on News Talk Breakfast. Do stay well.